A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Welcome, everybody. This is Ashley. And this is Shelby. And we are here back for episode 55 of Swiftish Podcast. And you might have tuned in today thinking, hey, <laughs> we're going to get someone special. We're going to get sorry. <laughs> taught and schooled in the literacy of Taylor Swift. But that that's not the case. Things yeah, happen. life threw me a curveball. Um, my baby got sent home sick when we were going to record oh. with KP. And so um, we had to adjust schedules. So it looks like it'll be more likely next week. But we're definitely still on the books with her, which will be such a fun episode. Um, and I guess when it rains, it pours because <laughs> the heavens have forced me to come on this podcast and talk about it's nice to have a bread. <laughs> It was glorious last night when oh, yeah. you sent me the shuffle video of what song <laughs> we're talking about, and it's nice to have a friend just kind of like playing in the background, and it was glorious just because I know how much you loved, yeah. loved it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is our return to lover, I guess. Um, wait, did we do one recently about lover? Or no. we've just been in the folklore evermore territory. We've been folklore so, evermore. We had a few stragglers from Lover years ago, and um, this is the one that Shuffle has has chosen. Um, we must cover. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited to be here. I guess in some ways, I if I look tired and seem frazzled, it's it's because I am. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You are a mama. Yeah. You are taking care <laughs> of your baby. She's probably having. Yeah the best day at home yeah. <laughs> with her mom and ironically yeah. enough yesterday was it yesterday or the day before today's friday you guys the 30th uh didn't taylor swift just drop a huge announcement yesterday something oh big? yeah jaw, yeah just ginormous um jaw the best day music video which i didn't even i didn't watch because i felt like it'll be the same as the original <laughs> It's the lyric video that she dropped when she dropped the re-recording. It's just oh, it is. It's the yeah, same. It's the same. If not, maybe there's one or one new vi- one new picture or video. But I watched it and it was kind of the same as her re-recording. It's just right. I think officially aired on CMT. I see. So yes. it's like the new single. Yeah, I think it's the new single. Which, Interesting choice. Yeah. Mother's Day is coming up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I guess that because they did that Mother's Day merch drop, which left a lot to be desired. Uh, which I is, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting that that's what she did, and everyone was like, "Oh, Taylor's gonna drop something. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be Woodvale. Yeah. We're gonna get 1989," <laughs> and we got the best day. Yeah, I mean. That, this is like a whole mess, right? Is uh, We've talked in, in the past about this theory of the trilogy and yeah. the, the three albums theory and Woodvale and whatever. And I've always been like a non-believer. Like I just didn't buy it. I took her at her word when she explained Woodvale on Jimmy Fallon or whatever it was. I took her at her word when she said she was tired and she was done writing. I took her at her word when she said that Evermore just came because she was at Folklore Long Pond Sessions and was like, oh, let's just keep playing with this. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of like her masterminding a 
trilogy was like really hard for me to get behind. There's a lot of like little things out there that people are tuned into, I guess, that made people think something was happening April yeah. 30th. Yeah. And um, you can find TikToks and Instagram accounts and Twitter <laughs> tweet, tweet Twitter people who all have their, their theories laid out. And some of it is like, that's a reach, but some yeah. of it's interesting and kind of compelling. And I'm more than anything, what really just like took me by surprise was Taylor Nation's random, mm-hmm. <laughs> like hella random post on Wednesday night. Yeah. That was just like a candid of Taylor sitting at a lake, which we'd already seen this photo somewhere. Um, and, and it was just lyrics from Tolerate It. And it just said hashtag Evermore album. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so random to me. Like I, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, this feels more pointed in some way that I'm missing cryptic right and so yeah and so that was like where I was like oh maybe something's happening Friday and like I guess that was where I was like okay well if people have done the math somehow which I I didn't find out the original sourcing for why April 30th was supposed yeah. to be a thing oh it was because it was because it was the same amount of time from Evermore to April 30th as folklore was to Evermore oh right? yeah and then this week we had so many like threes coming up we had I think it was Aaron Dessner he did a little prayer emoji through prayer emojis oh, right, when it was right, cardigan's right. birthday and then yeah. of course we had uh taylor nation tweeting that with like the three my temple my mural my sky and then someone else also had had mentioned that austin swift had just recently posted something that was really cryptic yeah something about a city and they're like oh if the, it's not the, the third trilogy it's gonna be 1989 because austin swift <laughs> And it was just, yeah. just I mean, an average Friday. The thing is that Taylor Swift has has always said things that we've been like, okay, like we'll take you, we'll take you on your word. In this mm-hmm. Lover music video, the name of the album is not here. Like or yeah. in the me- music video, the name of the album is not here. Like she said so many things that everyone just well, she didn't say down. that. She said no one had found it yet. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. No one has found it. People had so already. She's never found lied. It. She's just delusional, <laughs> or she's blind because people had found it already. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, she's keeping us it, going. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the thing. Is like Twitter was sort of divided. Like last week when we had our talk about Easter eggs going too far and how not fun it was anymore, mm-hmm. people got mad at me for <laughs> saying like, "No, oh, you take the fun out of everything." <laughs> But then when I was like, oh, three albums trilogy, like maybe this is a real thing. Then people were like, not directly to me, but the general energy on Twitter was like, if you you guys put so much pressure on Taylor, why can't you just appreciate what she's given you? And I'm like, I get that. I get both sides of the argument. But the problem is. What's the problem? <laughs> that Ms. Swift has has created this monster. Oh, she and has. That it's like been an ongoing thing and I really want to like sit down if I was in college my like research study would be about the planting of easter eggs in Taylor Swift's career because mm-hmm. yes she's always done these sort of like hidden clues not even clues hidden like f- fun things like the hidden messages um when she would tease a new album she'd kind of build up with cryptic like Instagram posts and whatever mm-hmm. but there's like a different energy now where we're doing math and we're like bad <laughs> school, <at it>. like <laughs> stopping yeah we're bad at math we're <laughs> stopping music videos and like analyzing the times on the clocks and like the amount of boxes in the closet and like all this stuff 
And I think Taylor Swift is just way more obvious than that. Like an Easter egg to her is lover in neon. Yeah. Whereas we think it's, oh, the amount of the amount of numbers on a dice or the holes in a fence. And I think we just need to recognize that we are maybe <laughs> putting a little bit more energy into it than Taylor herself is. So do you think that, so for a second, you were thinking that maybe that there was something behind the three yeah. album tri- trilogy, that there was going to yeah. be a brother album. Do you think that's a good marketing move for her right now? She's in the middle of dropping all of her re-releases and they're they're making big hits. Do you think it's a good marketing move to switch to <laughs> a brother album, if you will? I no. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it matters at this yeah. point. Taylor Swift is doing what she wants, and that's kind of her vibe of the last couple of years. And it's like more power to her. I don't think she needs to worry about marketing in the same way she has in the past, and that's been proven by folklore and again by Evermore. And again, by Fearless. So it seems sort of like if she wanted to drop a third album, she could and Mm -hmm. it wouldn't matter. Like, I don't think she'll ever face the heat that she got of overexposure in the 1989 era. Like, I think that's behind her. So she can literally do whatever she wants. Hmm. But I do feel like she's aware that if she wants like awards and recognition, she has to pace herself because there's no way that like if she released a third album that would cancel out evermore at the grammys you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i hear adele's supposed to be releasing some music this this year oh yes and that that is gonna be very anticipating <laughs> anticipated everyone's just waiting yeah. for adele music you know she has her new look she has her new single life everyone wants that i'm interesting interested in seeing how evermore will play up to adele's new album and if taylor even cares because there's some back to back i don't i don't think that she cares at all but yeah. i'm excited for adele it's gonna be it's gonna be really great it's gonna be that breakup album that <laughs> my married self just wants and yeah. it's gonna be truly <laughs> yeah. a breakup album because it's coming from her life but yeah we talked about how taylor swift can do whatever she wants she makes the rules i love that one thing that i was thinking we're kind of on the conspiracy corner just because that's where we <laughs> went yeah with aaron Dessner doing the three prayer emojis she's doing a bunch of three emojis everywhere like everywhere you see all these three emojis so Big Red Machine is consi- it's an indie folk band consisted of Justin and Aaron. Now what's the likelihood that a third member could be <laughs> added to that band? You know that that female voice that you need to really like, you know, make everything just sound perfect. What would huh. it be if Taylor Swift joined Big Red Machine? It also be funny cuz Big Machine big yeah. red machine that is i hadn't heard that i made it up theory. i think <laughs> i mean I, I the idea of taylor joining a band seems so antithetical to like what she's built her career around yeah. i know <laughs> but i could see her doing like songs on it like you know what i mean like, like that's the thing is people talked about like oh it's not gonna be it's not gonna be another evermore album it's gonna be an album like someone else's album that she is a part of or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the three emojis is I have been doing three emojis forever. Like it's like, that's the number that feels right. It's the, you can't do two emojis. That looks ridiculous. And one is just like, 
Mm, that's boring. So, so you do three. I and I think she did one tweet with three emojis, right? And then yeah. I and then she saw how people were just like glued to it like magnets and made theories up about it. And yeah. now she is just playing us for fools. I think yeah. she's intentionally putting things out there. I you know, maybe shying away from the fact that people have spotted her you know recording some music video in an apartment complex in LA that's the word on the street (laughs) now um maybe she's doing that and no one is really paying attention because they're too busy counting the emojis (laughs) and the timestamp frames well this is my question is um so there's a few theories about how like we love people online love to play you know psychiatrist and and break down how taylor must be feeling and there's like three ideas is one that she must be annoyed that swifties are constantly reading into things too much and like putting pressure on her to put out new music and like she just wants to be able to tweet what she wants without people overanalyzing it the second is that when she does something random and people put meaning into it she's like oh okay i'll do that then like the idea that, you know, like <laughs> obviously she couldn't whip out a whole album because we asked for it. But if it was like, oh, something's going to happen on 430, then she could suddenly be like, OK, let's release this merch line or something like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. basically she's more driven by our reactions than than the idea that she's placed in there. And the other is that she is truly wild and planting these clues years in advance and we just haven't even begun to unpack the layers that taylor has laid (laughs) out that's exhausting so what do you feel like (laughs) i think the the first because the second is just exhausting (laughs) that like people are going back to 1989 and being like she planted this clue clue she knew (laughs) that in seven years she first off that there would be a pandemic and she would have <laughs> yeah. to release two sister albums. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really exhausting. I think like <laughs> maybe she might look back at some of her old work and pin it together, but mm-hmm. I don't think she has had I don't think she This is what I think of <laughs> when people say that. <laughs> I think of someone who's trying who either a stalker or someone who's trying to catch a serial killer <laughs> like a detective that has like all these photos on the wall with all these pins yeah. and strings just going from yeah. here to there. Like I think that's what they think her mind is like and that she has a room probably dedicated to yeah. all of these easter eggs that are like going throughout the centuries of time. Yeah. Before she was even yeah, born. Yeah, which is funny because the clues she points out are the most obvious one she's like Mm -hmm. oh lover did you see that and then she released like the vaulted tracks which are just word scrambles that 12 year olds could solve you know like it's not like it is not her putting a stamp in a calendar and two years down the line releasing some you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i i wonder why we started to put so much like emphasis on these time marks and timestamps and oh she capitalized this letter in the lyric video and like if this letter was highlighted it means this and has that ever paid off like has there ever been one that actually meant something (laughs) did we all go crazy during the the two or three years that she was MIA with joe (laughs) because was the was it like this beforehand oh it was not because it's just like like she just leaves us for three years and then all of a sudden she's giving all these like she wipes her Instagram account and then you're <laughs> kind of giving all these clues and then people just like go down the rabbit hole. Right. 
Well, oh. that's the thing too. Is like she wiped her Instagram account. That's a great like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Stop you in your tracks. Figure it out. But then the next era with Lover, we were like. <gasps> five holes in a fence it's a countdown (laughs) and her idea of an easter egg was just a thematic change by posting a colorful picture of palm trees and Mm. she's like that was meant to like be like oh isn't this cute this is when my aesthetic changed and you could go back and see that but instead swifties counted palm trees and made it countdown you know what i mean they counted seven palm trees yeah hey (laughs) i think the problem all started with the my beloved look what you made me do music video because Mm. she talked about how there's stuff in there and it was like a a love letter to her career and her fans and Mm -hmm. kind of everything was there that detailed her rise and fall as it were and I think we got so hungry over that that we started just like overanalyzing and she heard that and so then in the ready the um I did something bad music video. No, they're, they're ready for it. They're ready for, they're ready it, for it when video. she's walking down. And, yeah. Like, she's she's um, she has, like, in that like robot outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she has like birthdays scrawled on the wall. And mm-hmm. so then we're like, oh, every frame matters. And she's like, oh, okay, we can do that. We can put some more fun stuff in there. But again, her idea of an Easter egg is that's Joe's birthday. Our idea is looking at the bar she goes to in the delicate music video and thinking, oh my gosh, this is at this address in this city at this time. And she was there one time with her. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. what? Oh, we put too much pressure on Taylor. Too much pressure. (laughs) But I think like the fans love it. Even if they're wrong, it gives them something to do. And I I will be, I'll be honest. That's how I was during Reputation. I was just like, just all over the place. I think a little bit into Lover too. I remember the me music video, all the different mm. music. Um, I think right, it was yeah. what it was the musicals that I was like, oh, this ties with this musical, mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. it was fun. I didn't really think she was trying to like, I don't know. I thought it was like yeah. a good concept, but then after that, I was kind of like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> I'm gonna let the smarter, wittier, quicker Swifties yeah. do all their work, and then I'll just talk about it, right? And, and say yes like- or no. I'm fine with people having their fun. I don't I don't fault people for reading into and counting and like putting in the energy. Mm-hmm. But when I see a broken key on the Cardigan music video, I'm not suddenly scrolling through Reddit to try and be like, what does this mean? It's the broken key. It's the seventh <laughs> album. That's the seventh. It's the one she owns. I'm like, what? Like, I don't, <laughs> I think it was just the prop she had available. <laughs> I, but the, I did report on that, me. you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I remember. She shall be calling me out, being like, it's an end no, in I Lover. I just saw a tweet. I just saw a tweet about it. And it <laughs> was it my tweet? <laughs> Shelby's like, I don't um, know. I have receipts that you – it continues on to this very day. Let's just stop it there. Yeah. It's just – that's that's what I'm getting at is Taylor Swift, her Easter egg is a picture of her grandpa in the music video mm-hmm. cardigan. Yeah. Our idea of an Easter egg is she – I don't even know from that music video, but I think it's become this sort of like, you know, snake eating its own tail and the chicken and the egg situation. It's mm-hmm. hard to separate the two now and like to lay blame where it, it truly belongs. So yeah, that's my rant. I don't know. I didn't plan on talking about that so at length, but it needed to be said. I think it's great <laughs> that we talked about it at such length because the song that we're getting into isn't your favorite. <laughs> You've said it from the very beginning. And I have said since probably our question and answer session, I remember being in Portland 
Oregon at the time. And someone asked us, what are the, what do we think Taylor is going to do for her next era? Like, are there any Easter eggs that you think that are, that are happening? And I was like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's nice to have a friend as an Easter egg for her next album. And I, cause I had said it, I remember, I remember all this stuff so vividly. We were recording in my, I was recording my closet talking to you and Matt, and I was saying I loved this song because it was very folksy, and I love folksy songs. And then it just comes full circle. It does. Because uh, believe it or not, you can take it like you will, but it's nice to have a friend. She was playing with her folklore insides. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what her folklore inspirations. This was the beginning of our theories of this third album that yes. it has yet to uh, give birth or see the light of day. <laughs> it's short, yeah. sweet, and simple. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, when Lover came out a decade ago, um, mm, I've aged so I was very weirded out by this song. And we have talked about, like, Lover has some of my favorite Taylor tracks, but as an album feels a little bit less polished than her other albums. And I would often cite this song as part of the reason. <laughs> Do you think that it just felt so different and out of place and random and what and album is more polished? Red or Lover? I I would argue I would have to listen again to Red because I think my problem is that I've now self curated all the albums in my mind that I'm like oh red's perfect you know oh yeah yeah (laughs) but if I went back I'd be like what is this doing here get out (laughs) okay okay but I think ultimately I think red works stronger I I still just laugh at that meme of the of the horse being drawn and then by the time it gets to lover it's just like a stick figure horse and I (laughs) I really I respect lover and I do according to my rankings list it's the it has, it's like the highest ranked album just mm-hmm. from the statistics of how many high ranking songs are on it. So it's hard to like break down. But on listening, I was like, this could have gone through a few more edits, you know, cut a few of these songs down. And it's nice <laughs> to have a friend first on the chopping block. <laughs> oh, and it was, I, I, think this was my favorite song of the album or I had yeah. two favorite songs of the album and this was tied for it and you and Matt were appalled I know I'm sorry that we this song rated you <laughs> I know I mean I deserved it I don't regret no. it I didn't put it on my top 10 song draft but yeah. you mean oh my gosh can you imagine you you would have been like no we're, we're done this yeah. is over I win <laughs> So I didn't put it on there, but I really, really liked it. I love the the children's choir in the background. You know, you don't, and see, you didn't like it. I love the pl- the plunking of it. You know, the is it the guitar? I don't know what instrument they're using. Maybe a harp, uh, but they're using that plunking sound. Although Lance always laughs because I told him we were doing the song last night, and he's like, "Is that the Mulan song?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> what what do you mean?" He's like. It sounds like the you'll bring honor to us, you'll bring honor to us. The the, the sound of it, he's the, like, like the chimes. Yeah, yeah, he said it reminds me <laughs> so much of that. So I always think of Mulan when this song comes on because he <laughs> just like tore it and like. See, I think she killed it. Straight up copied the opening song from Big Little Lies. It oh. sounds so much like the opening track to Big Little Lies. It does. I love Big Little Lies, by the way. 
Well, so does Taylor Swift, I think, because she fell asleep watching it and came up with this <laughs> with this song in her head, and she's like, Ooh. and then she's like, like, I can do it. this. Okay, so I will admit I like the sound. Okay, you don't like, but it's just sort of like the whole package and the fact that it was in Lover. I was just like, what? If it was in what folklore, <laughs> would you have received it better? I think um, sonically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But lyrically, I still struggle to understand really? what really? what's going on. Here. Really? <laughs> yeah. That shocks me because you're such you're so good at analyzing and taking her metaphors and really putting it into words. I think the fact that it's so simple mm-hmm. is maybe where you're just I'm missing just like, the give point. Me more. Because like, yeah. So. Some background on this is yeah, when so uh, I can't talk. Um, so Taylor was asked at the Tokyo Q and A meet and greet session in 2019 which song on Lover hits her heart the most, and this is going to kill you. She said, "There's a song on Lover about flashback and childhood. It compares childhood friendships to when someone uh, falls in love when you're older. It's called It's Nice to Have a Friend." It's very nostalgic. And then and Billboard, I think this – she told Billboard, and I think you're going to really relate to this, and this is probably why you don't like this song. She said when she <laughs> usually writes song, she, a song, she really, really wants to put her whole, her whole soul into the chorus. She wants to, like, make it a banger. But this time, she just kind of sat and she wrote it like a poem. You know, she said that um, – she said it was more like a poem and a story and a vibe and a feeling of – she says she loves metaphors, you know, that kind of things where it has more than one meaning. And I think I love the idea that on an album called Lover, we all want love. We all want to find somebody to see our sights with, to hear things and experience things with. But at the end of the day, we've been searching for that since we were kids. When you had a friend when you were nine years old and that friend was the only thing you talked about. You want to have sleepovers and you want to walk down the street and you just wanted to be with them drawing. You know, you can be silent just talking about anything. Uh, you know, she just is really nostalgic. And I think when she's looking at Joe, she's kind of like, hey. I feel at home with yeah. you. Although yeah. I also want to do other things with you that I wouldn't do. <laughs> of course. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was a, it, it was fun to look more closely at this song and kind of, I don't know, give it some respect, I guess. I, mm. I, it, it doesn't sound like, like you're giving it fun. respect. <laughs> Now, I think also mm. one reason why you're probably you felt probably feeling a little jilted because this song doesn't have a traditional bridge. It's an instrumental yeah. bridge, which mm-hmm. has she ever done that before? She's taken bridges out, but has she ever done an instrumental bridge before? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. Not the songs I feel we've like, done. Yeah. I feel like it's just, yeah, it was a strange sort of departure for her okay. and critics were either like, they just kind of ignored it or when they talked about it, they were like, yeah. wow, this is a surprisingly intriguing mystery of a song um, yeah. because this was, you know, pre-folklore, pre-Evermore, pre-this idea that Taylor Swift is allowed to write about things that aren't about her personal life. And um, so people were like, what is happening here? <laughs> and it was but, all lover. <laughs> yeah. 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 About her lover. This is the precursor. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a cute idea. I think I just struggle ultimately with like the why of it. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I can picture her, you know, sitting down and writing this as a poem. And it's interesting that that's how she describes it because another track that one that some people look over is this love from 1989, which she also talked about when she was doing a sit down with some elementary kids talking about her writing process. She said, yeah, I mean, sometimes poetry can lead to songwriting. For instance, I wrote the Brit, I wrote the chorus of this love as a poem, fell asleep, woke up with a melody in my head and like put it to music. And I think, again, this criticism this love gets is that it's almost too simplistic. It's not as like narrative as some of her bigger like ballads and mm-hmm. and uh, love songs and greater hits. And so while I think she can flex her poetry muscles sometimes. Sometimes she should. I mean, we read those <laughs> reputation <laughs> poems. I, I think she's a stronger songwriter and it's a disservice when she just she writes a poem and that's the end of it. I, f- I feel like this song could have worked more for me if it had been closer to her other stuff, but that's also a complete um, departure from what she intended with this song, which was to do something different. So mm-hmm. she succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's had worse songs. If I had, mm-hmm. if I had to choose, if you had to choose, I'm sure you'd take this over me. No. Well, now I've been, yes. I mean, now I've been forced to listen to me on almost a daily basis because it's the only thing that'll calm my screaming baby down. I don't know why. So, so you, <laughs> God laughs. There's a big part of your heart that goes to me then. <laughs> yeah, it's more like... You owe a the, lot to The Taylor. question is, if I was stuck on a car trip and I could only listen to me or this song, I'd choose me because at least oh, it's okay. Dumb. Because it's dumb, <laughs> but if there, if I'm like looking at the lyrics and saying like, what's like the worst written song? Me. <laughs> okay. 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 So that's that. a that's a win for, um, for Taylor. For it's nice to have a friend. Um, yeah. It's it's it it beats out me in a couple of ways, and um, you know maybe that's okay. maybe that's the peak it can hope for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're reading this this week oh, which yes. yeah, bless yeah, yeah. you it's a little gift yeah. that i'm giving to you thank you so much um you're welcome yeah so let me pull it up <clears throat> the first verse says school bell rings walk me home sidewalk chalk covered in snow lost my gloves you give me one want to hang out yeah sounds like fun video games you pass me a note sleeping intense it's nice to have a friend oh it's nice to have a friend it when you read it it's really does have that poetic vibe to it yeah it's just you know what is it phrases after phrase after phrase like it's not really like a full sentence but it does Mm -hmm. put you in the mindset of of innocence you're going to school you need to be you know you're walking home with someone, sidewalk chalk, which like puts you back to when you're a little kid and you were just like daydreaming and just doodling on the sidewalk. Um, it just puts you in that like the beginning innocent phase of when you were just friends with someone of the opposite sex or, uh, or of the same sex that you were ultimately going to be attracted to. And it's just just cute and you're like sleeping in tents and it just screams innocence to me. Yeah, see, that's interesting because I didn't read this as like 
a continuation of one relationship. I felt like it was like comparing types of relationships. Really? I So I see this as different phases that you go through. So like in this first verse, it talks about like sidewalk chalk and the school bell rings and you go into second verse and it's more of like you have a curfew and you're getting Mm -hmm. older and you're being in relationships and you're really trying to really get to know this person and like dig down Mm -hmm. deep um you know just that the the nervousness and exciting excitedness of like being young and a teenager and then i think the third verse is you're an adult and you you found your person your best friend the one that you're gonna like stick through and you think it's thin. that the you think this is like a rom-com style thing where they were friends as kids fell in love in college and got married i mean i don't really think that it re- is really tied to a story i think it's just phases of your life that you go through it doesn't need it necessary it could be it could be cory and topanga from boy meets world this could definitely <laughs> right. be be that you know like it just follows that that same arc of their relationship but in my mind it's more of different phases of your life that you go through whether right. or not the you in this is cory or the you in this is three different phases of your life and three different mm-hmm. people who came in and out of your life i see yeah so we're sort of saying the same thing because yeah. to me i felt like it was it was almost like I can picture Taylor Swift sitting down. She's nostalgic. She's like, man, remember when we were kids and it was so easy to connect and it was like magic. And then she's like, oh, but that's sort of like the same feeling when you realize you like someone and you, you, you know, you get the nerve to touch their hand. And that's like the same spark mm-hmm. of like chemistry and, and magic and like this bigger picture, the invisible string of it all. And then she pairs that again with like, oh, and I bet that's sort of how it feels like when you when you get married and you have that like happily ever after moment. And so it felt more like an exploration of the of the types of love, you know, the capital mm-hmm. L stuff and whether that's childhood friendship and, uh, you know, college crush or uh, your soulmate. And so it is kind of like cute the way she paints this picture like it's a very descriptive it's you're instantly in that position of like walking over school and you have your little friend and you start to have your little activities together I don't know why it does doesn't like strike me emotionally but <laughs> the next verse is <laughs> um light pink sky up on the roof sun sinks down no curfew 20 questions we tell the truth you've been stressed out lately yeah me too Something gave you the nerve to touch my hand. Oh, it's nice to have a friend. Oh, it's nice to have a friend. Mm. I think here in like verse two, she puts you in that mood of like light pink sky up on the roof. And then, of course, like you go to the no curfew, 20 questions, tell the truth. And this verse, she is, she's like kind of showing you and the symbolism of like the light pink sky or curfew, the passing of time and like the change in seasons. You know, I read somewhere where someone was saying that she's reflecting on the change in the narrator's relationship as they grow older, which mm-hmm. is definitely what we both have been kind of agreeing to and alluding yeah. to throughout this this song. Yeah, it's kind of like it's fun that at first it sort of feels like a scene out of her music video, Everything Has Changed, with um Ed Sheeran and just these two little kids who who don't even know what love is or like, <laughs> you know, crushes are and mm-hmm. and their friendship is something beyond that because they don't have any need for that sort of romantic fulfillment. It's more just having your person, like your friend, the person you can get through 
school and all that confusion with. And then the second verse is definitely much more king of my heart, you know, up on the rooftop with your fancy (laughs) cups. And I feel like that's also kind of what she's getting at is just how the details don't actually matter. It's all, all she's ever written about, like wanted to write about is this sort of idea of love and, you know, like how her entire letter in red, her, her liner note in red is just about how she wants to uncover what love is and daylight being like, oh, I discovered that it wasn't actually what I thought it was. It's this. And she's constantly been on this like life journey of figuring Mm -hmm. out what is love. And I think this is a nice little testament to that, to that progress where she's like, oh, well, it could be this, it could be this. And then, um, then you have your more traditional like final verse, which oh, but the instrumental ready, bridge. Oh, what yeah. do you think of the <laughs> instrumental bridge? It's like the dun da da dun, like like it's the trumpet just like leading you into. And oh, this yeah, is what I've been right. looking for. Here's an announcement because, like you were saying in in red, she was just talking about this is what she wanted to find. This is what she's searching mm-hmm. for. And and then you mentioned daylight, and then all of a sudden, like in this song, those kind of I think this is the 14th song, like right before daylight. I think this is where it. It's like the second to last, yeah. Second to last, so it's like so the it, 18th. It, 18th or 17th because I think there's 18 tracks so so and I it's just like it's just announcing of like hey this is what I found this is what I came for this is what I have been writing about and searching for my whole life it's like just these trumpets just or one trumpet going on that's true yeah it is like a like that's the thing it's like I don't hate any part of this song like you know, I could sit here and analyze why I'm don't so like upset any of it. over me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, like this song, like the lyrics aren't offensive. The sound isn't offensive. It's just kind of like a quizzical <laughs> choice to me. Yeah. But I do enjoy talking about it because it does, you know, it, it, you have to give it respect for uh, flexing a muscle in anticipation of what's to come. But mm-hmm. um, the final verse is... Church bells ring, carry me home. Rice on the ground looks like snow. Call my bluff, call you babe. Have my back, yeah, every day. Feels like home, stay in bed the whole weekend. It's nice to have a friend. Oh, it's nice to have a friend. Oh, it's nice to have a friend. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sometimes it's awkward when in like the chorus, there's like repeats it like five times the same sentence. <laughs> oh. Yeah, see, I know it. Um, this is probably my least favorite verse. And Mm -hmm. I don't really know why, except I kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, first of all, this sent a lot of Swifties into a tizzy thinking she got Mm -hmm. married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I kind of feel like, yeah, this is still like a really over-romanticized idea of, I don't know, what marriage is. And like, it, it, it is interesting, though, that it plays into some of these things she's talked about where it's like call my bluff you know that's like basically the story of cruel summer of cornelia street like there's constantly this idea that she's she's holding something back out of fear of being hurt and yet what what wins her over in the end is that her partner is able to see that and be like no like i'm here for you and then she's finally able to be like okay babe (laughs) lover like we're here so do you think because you know, you brought up the point of Call My Bluff brings you back to, to Cornelia Street. Do you think that this song could be a very simple 
version, it could, poet, poetry is however you want to analyze it, same like her songs. But do you think this could be like a, I don't know what the word is, but a symbolism of her relationship with Joe? Because at mm. first they were just friends. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everyone just, they met at the Met Gala. They probably got each other's numbers and they were just friends hanging out. She went to a concert. He was there. And then we have, you know, up on the rooftop, drinking in the, the red cups, drinking, getting to know each other. Yeah. And then we have this one where she's like, oh, like through this friendship, I found what I've been looking for my whole life. This lover that I can call home. We can make the rules. We can keep up the Christmas lights until January. Do you think it could be like a s- symbolism of their relationship? I mean, yeah, I guess. I I feel like, again, though, and Taylor proved that she was itching to move away from her personal life mm-hmm. with the folklore and Evermore. I do feel like it's more likely <clears throat> she just had an idea for one of these verses and is like, oh, well, let's like talk about this love, too. And mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily think this is a song rich with like her usual clues and Easter eggs about her personal relationship, but I do feel like it's impossible for her to write a song without pulling from her, you, you know, her experiences. Like mm-hmm. that's what she's writing about. And so I do feel like there's pieces of her in this, but I don't know if it was like intentional to that degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are thinking like, oh, this is all about Joe, Joe, Joe. But she did relate it to nostalgia and poetry. I think maybe she can relate to finding that that friendship in that lover. But doesn't necessarily have to be like a biographic song about them. Because they obviously did not go to school together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't singing about Froyo shops. You know, like this isn't obviously about them. Um, and I think that's part of what people liked about it. Um, I know Billboard talked a lot about how this is, this is sort of the most intriguing track on Lover exactly because it's so mysterious and Mm -hmm. like, it's not, it's not just about who is the song about. It's more, what is this song? Yeah. (laughs) And they found value in that. And I was more like, okay, let's just move on to the next. Please give me another (laughs) dancing with our hands. I mean, (laughs) death by a thousand cuts, but, um, no, I mean, it's, it's a it's a clever idea and I feel like it works clearly because a lot of fans like it a mm-hmm. lot of critics like it it wasn't my cup of tea but I like sitting down and parsing through the lyrics because I think again it proves that she has uh you know 30 years of life experience that she can use in a very unique and um customizable way mm-hmm. where she's not stuck being like here john is this is a song called dear john like harry styles this is about you it's called style like we don't have to worry so much about like her running out of material quote unquote because she's proving again and again that even if she doesn't have a direct experience to sit down and write her little diary entry about and put it to song she can sit there and be like, oh, remember when I was a kid, when I was seven mm-hmm. and I like had that friend I loved? Like, what's that about? And then she's like, oh, and I've had all these romantic relationships. Like, remember those like anticipation feelings when you first touch hands? And I think this is a nice exercise she was able to do where she does get to kind of explore the generalities she's lived instead of getting lost in the weeds of the specifics. Mm-hmm. And you love the specifics. I do. <laughs> you do. 
You do. And I mean, I mean, that's not even like, I love champagne problems. I love, I love death by a thousand cuts. Like they don't Mm -hmm. have to be personal specifics, but this song's like a little bit less engaging for me because it's just kind of like, well, what do you want me to do with this story? You know, (laughs) there's no rise and falling action. One thing I like about this song though, is like, I can put it in the background and just kind of like feel peaceful and not really feel like I have to pay attention to it or like sing along to it. I, I really gravitate towards like coffee house music and things that like, if I have a dinner party, I can play something in the background, which is why I really like folklore and evermore because I could do that with like Evermore. I can put that in the background. And of course, it's Taylor Swift and everyone will talk to me about Taylor (laughs) Swift. They'll be like, oh, Taylor Swift. But it's still something that can be in the background. You can appreciate it. And it can, it doesn't have to be like right in your face. Right. It's not ready for it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is like, yeah. (laughs) Last night when I was preparing for it, I was kind of like prancing around a little bit because it's like, I don't know. It was weird. You would have rolled your eyes. (laughs) No, I would have loved it. Um, But should we get into the, the questions of it all? Yes. This is hard for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, well, uh, what's the what's the Taylor of it all? What's that's the most where I'm kind of like line? look. I'm looking through, and because it's such a different song of Taylor's, it's really hard to really pick it out. But I would have to say, um, "Church bells ring, carry me home, rice on the ground looks like snow," because it really Cute. ties together the beginning of the music. Um, the song where she said sidewalk chalks covered in snow, you know, school bell mm-hmm. rings, you walk me home. It kind of like she yeah. does a really good job of like using that lyric to like close up the Yeah, bring the it full song. circle. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, I like the line something gave you the nerve to touch mm-hmm. my hand. I feel I like that's too. kind of the bread and butter of Taylor Swift's imagery where it, it, her, she never really like says destiny, you know, like she doesn't say like until recently invisible string like it's like Mm -hmm. she she hints at things being bigger than than life you know like something Mm -hmm. something's out there pushing you like something's out there making this moment happen like it's capture it remember it type thing like these big romantic things are always bigger than real life and I think that's a cute a cute way to talk about it because it's not Oh, he touched my hand and this is how I felt. It's like, I wonder what was going through his head when he touched my hand. <laughs> I miss She's always she's always digging for that little oh. kernel of truth. <laughs> I love being married, but I miss those moments of like when I was like in a new relationship where it was like, oh, oh like yeah. the nervousness and like, oh, why did he touch my hand? Oh, he must really like yeah. you. She puts you right yeah. there. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, and then the Easter egg hunt. Uh do you is- feel like this song has one? No, I mean, the only Easter egg that's like a far stretch we've already talked about is like Joe Al- Alwyn, how they went from mm-hmm. friends to lovers. But yeah. that's that's like the only thing. It's really hard to really pick out an Easter egg of this. What about you? Well, I just felt like you were right that it sort of was what she wanted to keep working on. And so it's not surprising that folklore came out of her isolation, as it were, because, you know, she slipped this into the yeah. back end of Lover and... um and she took it to higher heights when the pandemic hit and she was able to <laughs> sit down and write songs and uh, focus a little more on the uh, the fictional quality of it. So, yeah, it's like her, nice her test starter. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, people like this. Yeah, nope. try run. <laughs> I'm still going to I'm still going to do it. 
that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, final score. What grade are you giving this? I'll give it a B. Okay. I'll give it a B. I know you're shocked. You probably thought I was going to give an A plus because I loved it, but I'll give it a B. <laughs> Out of her whole repertoire, a B yeah. sounds good. I know you're. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't pass this in the Taylor Swift school. You know, I would give this mm-hmm. a C minus and tell her to like try again. And oh. that's, that's on me. Oh. And I'm sure she'd be upset about it. You know, probably write a song about how I don't understand her music. You're mean. But in her, like you said, her, her, book of songs this really just I don't know it's not like remarkable to me yeah sorry that's true I like and I wonder one thing I'm gonna have to push myself on and I'm not I'm not sad I gave this a B because I like this (laughs) song is I am very I'm just like oh A oh B I haven't gone to a C I haven't gone to anything like that yet so I'm gonna have to really push myself and really be honest and really just think like okay is, yeah. I have to be brutal because I'm, I'm just <laughs> I don't I don't like people being mad at me and I like to please people. Yeah. So well, I'm this for B, all but- the haters out there, we're grading on a Taylor Swift curve. So yeah. Taylor Swift's bad songs are like, you know, I can personally name three, and <laughs> this being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> this is this. You know, maybe a C. I'll give it a C. Yeah. You're right. Oh, good. C minus is a little harsh. All right. I don't remember how grading works. What's a failing grade? Is it a D? Is a D, D the fail? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's had like three fail songs. This is a C. What's her three She could do better. <laughs> okay. Well, it's me and it's um, the uh, Christmas song that I just hate. Which one is it? The um, Christmas Tree Farm? Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. That one's great. <laughs> like, I'm going old school, old school Christmas oh. music. The one about, um, I don't even remember. And then, um, uh, I can't remember. You'll have to look at my rankings. Um, <laughs> now, is this an Easter egg that Taylor Swift is giving you to tell us? Because there's three songs that you Oh, my don't gosh, like? you're right. I, wow. I, yes, she told me. She's like, Shelby, if you you're mention anything, do it in threes. <laughs> So I am guessing that based off of your score, it is not making tour on your list. There's no way I believe that Taylor was going to play this on tour. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Given (laughs) the fact that there was such a limited amount of of concerts that she had and she didn't have like a million B stage songs to have to fill up. Yeah. No way that this was going to. Maybe. She couldn't even do B stage with this. Like that'd be such a boring (laughs) There'd be like two minute blocks between each verse. What I could see her doing incorporating like somewhat of this song is, you know, sometimes when like the lights go out, the uh, set is changing. Maybe Mm. like the the clinking and the the choir (laughs) going into like a new song. Um, That's. It just cuts to children in the audience. Just <laughs> that'd be so creepy. <laughs> yes, it would. So it's not making yeah, tour. Yeah, no, this wouldn't make tour. Well, that's sad to hear. That's so sad to hear. I don't think I it would make tour either. So I'm not too heartbroken <laughs> over that. But you know, something that I'm very happy about and not sad about at all is we have four new Patreons, and yeah. I'm. It's just like each week going up by four, which I'm not complaining about. 
but we needed it. to go up by threes. So like, I know. Guys. <laughs> Three more people. So I want to say hi to our new friends, Sandy, Giselle, Cassie, and Samantha. We are so happy that you guys are over on our Discord page chatting with us, yes. talking about all the Taylor Swift news. Maybe we'll get more. I'm brainstorming of exciting things to add to our Patreon. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't worry. It's, it's not gonna a take, good time. It's not going to take any time out of your time. It's all in my brain. <laughs> it's all in my brain. Um, yeah. But if you guys want to join this little chaotic party over where we're at, you go to patreon.com backslash Swiftish podcast. And we have two options. We have the Club Meredith, which is a big perk over there is that you can watch this recording. Yes. So you can go over, watch those videos, and then we kind of like – We'll add to it. And then if you want to do the Club Olivia, you can join our Discord page and talk to all of us about what's been going on in the week and what's been going on with Taylor Swift. Oh, boy. It is thriving. There are conspiracies. (laughs) There are you know breakdowns of why those conspiracies don't make sense. It's really helped me. It's really guided me in my research. So Mm -hmm. um, one day I'll write that thesis on Taylor Swift and Easter eggs. Do it. (laughs) I'll be right there. And I'll give credit to our Patreon. Your next blog, that'll be it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take a year to write it. Yeah. But we're excited for um, what's to come. come. We have a lot of exciting guests lined up. Um, We hope to get uh, English teacher KP on our podcast, which will be so fun. Mm -hmm. A few other people down the line. Um, But you can also find us on our social media pages. We're at Swiftish Podcast on Instagram and at SwiftishPod13 on Twitter. Um, you can send us an email at SwiftishPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us, helps us know, you know, what we're doing right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone loves a, a little positive feedback. So <laughs> no negativity, please. Yeah. Get on there. <laughs> leave us a review. And um, we'll definitely be back next week. But until then, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And you know what, Taylor? It is nice to have a friend. So thank you. (laughs) 